0: Coach Radio. That's audibletrial.com slash Life And now, here's today's show.
1: Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's broadcast of Making Inspired Choices with Coach Linda. I'm your host, Linda Stevens Jones, and I'm a certified life coach. It's wonderful that you've taken time out of your schedule to tune in today. Thanks for being here. If this is your first time listening, a special welcome to you. Make yourself comfortable for what I like to call an hour of uplift and encouragement. This broadcast airs on the first and third Tuesday of every month at 12 noon Eastern. I choose topics you can delve into, I share a few coaching tips on the topic, and then I interview a guest who also shares inspiring insights. At the end of each show, I leave time for you to call in to join the conversation with your questions and comments. I'd love to have you to make this a regular date with me. Just email Linda on LCRN at gmail.com. That's Linda on LCRN at gmail.com. That way, you'll join the contact list and receive the show link and update directly before each broadcast. To everyone out there listening to this show later as a replay, sometime after today's live broadcast, thank you for tuning in as well. Last show, we had some technical difficulties, and my guest interview with Felicia Meyer Deloach was interrupted. My sincere apologies for the inconvenience, but we have Felicia rescheduled for a full interview on October 3rd. That's October 3rd for the topic, Taking Care of Your Mind, Body, and Spirit with Ms. Felicia Meyer Deloach. Since my last show, I've had the most amazing birthday weekend in the whole world. <laughs> I'm sending a ginormous shout-out of love and my heart full of gratitude to my one-of-a-kind husband, Spike Jones, and his entire posse who helped to pull off one beautiful surprise after another on me all weekend. I'll cherish it for the rest of my life. And now for today's topic. Reaching your true potential. When I think of this phrase, reaching your true potential, I think about living life to the full. Those words are straight out of the Bible that came that we might live life to the full. I'm talking about your biggest, most impactful, most fulfilling life. So today I want to explore a bit with you whether you're striving for the max you can live, in all the dimensions of your life? You notice I said in all the dimensions. I say that because sometimes we strive valiantly in a couple of areas of our lives, maybe parenting or your career or maybe a hobby, but maybe you settle for a low bar going through the motion in other areas, such as your spiritual life, your health, your finances, personal growth, or your impact on others. So today I'm hoping you'll start to assess multiple dimensions of your life and see if there are areas where you've settled or stopped striving to enhance and enrich your life. Are you fully activating your strengths, your spiritual gifts, your abilities and passions, What difference would it make if you come off of cruise control, for instance, in your marriage or in developing your leadership skills or bringing a positive spirit to your everyday life? What if seeking to learn to give risk and keep striving could increase the zeal and joy in your life? Well, I believe it begins with carving out some time to notice which areas you've been ignoring. That's the start. Then you're on your way. Next, set a new vision for what you want in those areas that you've neglected. All that's left is to begin now to make intentional and inspired choices about changes or new steps you want to make in those areas. Let me give you a few examples. Let's say you take a vacation every year. Do you often go to the same place or same type of place every time? What if you decide to stretch yourself and plan to see another part of the country or the world? Or plan a staycation, and act like tourists to see other parts of the area where you currently live that you're not familiar with. Here's an example in your work environment. Maybe you long for a promotion to a leader or senior leader position. What if you volunteer to lead a new project or do some research and contribute ideas to improve your business's products or service delivery? And the last illustration, what about improving a relationship with someone you love? What if you begin from today and get to know that person again? If you just clean the slate and see if you can find common ground without rehashing the past. Just begin again right now from where you are and try to head in a new more positive direction together. See what I mean? Look through a new lens at how you can leverage opportunities at hand to keep growing both personally and professionally. Oh, by the way, for any of you who are ready to respond, I waited too long, I should have done it sooner, I'm too old to learn some new things now, it's never too late. As long as you are breathing, you can choose to learn more, create more, and experience more of your true potential. I look forward to what you have to say about this topic later in the show. But first, let me introduce my special guest and hear his thoughts on the topic as well. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my honor to have as my guest today Mr. Tony Stamilio, an executive coach and leadership consultant. Tony's passion is to support executives and leaders in making their organizations and people the best they can be and to have some fun on the journey. For over 40 years, he has led organizations, large and small, making leaders and teams successful. Following a successful 30-year career in the Army, commanding units and managing strategic-level staff agencies, Mr. Stamilio embarked on a career as a federal executive. He served as the Chief Administrative Officer for the U.S. Capitol Police Department and Chief Human Capital Officer for the Federal Emergency Management Agency. He culminated his federal executive career as the Deputy Assistant Secretary of the Army. In June 2016, he launched First Step Coaching and Consulting, LLC, to share his 42 42 years of experience in collecting scar tissue with leaders who are interested in learning and improving themselves their organizations, and their people. Mr. Stamilio earned a Bachelor of Science degree from the U.S. Military Academy and a Master's in Business Administration specializing in organizational development and leadership from the University of New Hampshire. He has served as an adjunct faculty member for the Army Management Staff College and the Air Force Staff College. Mr. Stamilio is certified through the International Coach Federation as an Associate Certified Coach and received his training through George Mason University Leadership Coaching for Organizational Performance Certificate Program. Tony and his beautiful and talented wife of 42 years have two daughters and three grandchildren. His most important title is G.T. Grandpa Tony. <laughs> Tony, welcome to the Making Inspired Choices radio show. It's such a pleasure to have you as my guest today.
2: Thanks so very much, Linda. I'm thrilled to be here. I'm looking forward to our conversation.
1: Thank you. As you and I have discussed, this broadcast is designed to give uplift and encouragement to the audience. And with your background and expertise, I know the audience will have lots to ponder about the kind of choices they are making for themselves. So let's get started. Tell us where you grew up and what your growing up years were like.
2: Well, sure. I I started, uh, I was born in Corning, New York. I am a second generation uh, Italian-American. My uh, uh, grandparents on, on both sides uh, immigrated in the uh, in the early part of the 20th century, um, mm-hmm. and uh, my uh, parents uh, were people of principles and and modest means. My dad was a was a shoe repairman in a in a factory town, and uh, my mom worked in a uh, drugstore uh, uh, as a uh, clerk and a um, uh, stock person for uh, candies and uh greeting cards uh and so mm-hmm. with uh with that uh i think uh, uh i learned a couple of things uh, right up front um uh it's first is it's all about family uh and and mm-hmm. the second is uh you can do lots of things if you just uh, put your mind to it and uh, and try
1: oh yes that is a uh, simple truth. You know, our core values as adults are often shaped by how we grow up, and I'd love to hear from my guest some of the core values that drive your life. So share some of that, please.
2: Core values. well, uh, certainly family is uh, is absolutely mm-hmm. one of them as, uh, uh, as is faith. Uh, but the, mm-hmm. the other core value that that uh, resonates with me as i as I thought about this is uh, trying your best and having fun and so like like most kids in in my neighborhood uh, growing up uh, was about going to school and it was about
3: mm-hmm. playing
2: sports uh, mm-hmm. and Uh, I was blessed to be a uh, pretty smart kid, but not the smartest kid in the room. Uh, And uh, when I brought my report card home, uh, my mother never asked about uh, why did you get this B or what happened to get this C, but it was, did you try your best? Mm. And on the, on the the sports field, although my my dad was was not uh, one who who played sports actively, he enjoyed them, and he mm-hmm. only asked two questions after after each practice or, or game. It was, did you try your best, and did you have a good time? And mm-hmm. those two things have kind of resonated, uh, but underneath them were, uh, did you work hard uh, and
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, and did
2: you kind of work at the right uh, at the right things uh, mm-hmm. and that's kind of those three things have stuck with me throughout my life and uh have uh kind of guided the actions
1: that i've taken awesome i i can I can see that um, and it's lovely the idea of incorporating enjoying what you're doing, having a good time along the way. Um, as today's topic, um, I've chosen reaching your true potential. And I know you've taken on numerous challenges, and as our, as our audience heard in your bio, um, taking on challenges and opportunities. I'd love for you to discuss some of the choices you had to make career-wise or personally, and how they helped you to grow and travel to where you are today. That would be great.
2: I'd be happy to talk a little bit about that. Uh, I'd I'd like to mention one kind of anecdote. It it wasn't a core value that that guided my behavior, but as I look backwards about about things, maybe it did have an influence. So... Uh I'm I'm sitting in uh my grammar school classroom at uh, St. Vincent de Paul and and uh, we were talking to the uh to the sister about about going to heaven and one smart kid mm-hmm. asked well if if this person has this much potential but this person has this much potential uh, are they both going to be happy and isn't one going to be more happy and mm-hmm. Uh, And the smart sister said, well, think of it like a water glass and a shot glass. Both get filled up. Uh, One is filled more, uh, but they are both full. And so reaching your potential Mm -hmm. is is a lot like this. Uh, And Mm -hmm. we may not know whether we are water glasses or shot glasses or someplace in between, uh, but... Mm -hmm doing all that we can to reach our potential, uh, then mm-hmm. then we will get filled. Uh, oh, I like
3: that. I'm sorry. Go ahead, so, Tony.
2: No, that's okay. So how, how did this guide me? Well, uh, i guess uh, I guess I tried things uh, and mm-hmm. uh, worked as hard as I could to 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 try things and, uh, and some were successful and some were less than successful. Um, but uh, it was it was about continuing to to uh, to work hard and sometimes mm-hmm. those those uh, challenges did not result in success and sometimes uh, sometimes they did. But uh, but mm-hmm. I always kind of had the uh, um, had the the guidepost that uh, uh, that I've talked about. So so let me mention mm-hmm. a couple of three illustrations that uh, that uh, 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 that came to mind. So the the mm-hmm. first was uh, as a as a high school freshman, uh, I thought I was going to be a star of the basketball team, and uh, I- interestingly enough, I am not a basketball sized person. I am a much more regular sized person. <laughs> no, n- nor am I particularly adept at basketball, but i didn 't know that at the time, and so um, d- on day two of the tryouts, the basketball coach to me came to me and said, Stamilio, let me introduce you to coach corcoran he 's the wrestling coach." <laughs> and if you and, and if you work hard, you'll be able to wrestle. And sure enough, I worked hard and was able to wrestle in in high school, uh, and, which was much more gratifying than sitting on the bench or merely being a cheerleader at the basketball games.
1: Absolutely, absolutely beautiful. The
2: the uh, the the second. Uh, Kind of illustration was uh, was actually when when I was the uh, I was in uniform as a uh, uh, as a young major in my first sentence in the Pentagon, and uh, we had just arrived at uh, a a new performance appraisal system, uh, and the the raters had to rate some people very some people everybody couldn't couldn't get a a trophy. Everybody couldn't be the number
3: one, mm-hmm. and
2: mm-hmm. and so my first rating under this uh, uh, under this system was not in the top half. It was in the bottom half, mm-hmm.
3: um,
2: and uh, it was uh, a bit a bit sobering. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, what uh, what a mentor told me was just keep working hard and Mm try to have some fun along the way. And I managed to be pretty successful in, in, uh, in my service in the, in the army. Mm -hmm. And, and I guess the third illustration is, was kind of, um, uh, a, a challenge of, uh, principle. Uh, and I was working in an, in an organization that, uh, uh, and trying to take care of my people, and we were working hard, and uh, and it just wasn't working out, and, and I was asked to fire someone for reasons mm-hmm. that were uh, unclear to me. And so I chose not to, and that set mm-hmm. me on a different path in a different organization where I could continue to work hard and, uh, and contribute. So um, I don't think it's about reaching potential necessarily the first time. <laughs> it's about uh, mm-hmm. continuing to work, work hard and to try.
1: Hmm. Really good insight. Yes. I, I'm glad you mentioned that to the audience because um, I think along our lives, we inevitably have some things that we think are going to work out one way and that we're on a path, and they don't work out as we anticipate or plan. And sometimes that setback can just crush us so that we stop trying. So I I appreciate that you shared. It may not be a, a the very first try that moves us toward our true potential. Um, sometimes... You know, I, I think of our needing to be encouraged to remember that we all have strengths and passions and gifts that is a part of our makeup. It's how we are uniquely designed. Each each individual is uniquely designed. And we bring those assets to career endeavors which are even beyond the skills and abilities required for for a position. Have, have you seen that and found that to be true in your experience um, where you, you know, you had to dig into just how you're made up in order to uh, deal with things along your career path, for example?
2: I, I think that that is absolutely true. And uh, it, it, it strikes me that uh, the more I learned about myself uh, and the more I understood uh, my strengths and my passions and my gifts and, and where the shortfalls that, uh, that I have, uh, uh, the, the easier it was for me to, uh, to be able to take advantage of them and, uh, and, uh, be successful in in areas that I didn't know I could be successful in, and oftentimes
3: mm-hmm. it,
2: it it wasn't about technical skills. Oftentimes it was about the 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 people skills and the uh, and the uh, what you have inside that that you're willing to share, and what mm-hmm. you have inside that you're willing to put forth in terms of, uh, of effort uh, that makes the difference.
1: Absolutely. Audience, I really hope you'll tune in to that point that, you know, because sometimes we look at ourselves strictly in terms of career-related experience and not in terms of life experience and these innate strengths and abilities or things that you do easily that are very difficult for other people. You bring all of that to bear on your journey to your true potential. Um, Tony, as an executive coach and with all of the experience you have had helping leaders and organizations to grow, what are some of the ways that you encourage people and organizations to see more possibility to not settle for where they are?
2: Well, the the whole role of, of coaching uh, is really to help uh, people find their find their true potential and to make positive change in their uh, in their lives And uh, mm-hmm. oftentimes that comes with uh, starting at what is it that I that I know or or what is it that I can find out about where I am so I can move forward in a, in a positive direction from there. And so
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, un, understanding of self uh, is very important and understanding of uh, an organization and its people by the leader is absolutely vital because the leader's role is to give the people what they need to help organization realize the potential and the vision that the, that the leader has for for positive change and so it's it's vitally important I think to to understand yourselves so that uh, and to understand your people if you are a leader uh, so that you can positively move forward uh, to achieve things that uh, uh, that you are endeavoring to uh, uh, to
1: accomplish mm-hmm I like that, Um, just that raising the awareness and helping people to see what they bring, if you will, and for leaders to their vision in the context of um, people bringing all that they are to the table and um, all being willing to move forward to achieve um, understood goals and, and objectives. Here's something I'd I'd like to hear your thoughts about um, fears are fears are one of the things that hold many of us back. But in organizations and individuals who are trying to grow, talk about um, risk or fear of failure. What you see in that regard, because that that inevitably comes into play.
2: Um. I can talk about that personally, and I can talk about that organizationally. So let me start with with personal. Okay. What what I've come to know now at this, uh, as you call it, this season in my life, that that uh, fear of failure is a huge inhi- inhibition. It's a huge. Mm-hmm. Albatross uh, a millstone uh, around the neck of a of a person and in in my life both personally and professionally um, the uh, whenever i I chose to ignore fear and give it a try, I was much more able to be uh, to be successful uh, and that um perhaps not ignoring risk but uh, uh, but uh taking risk into consideration and still moving forward is is something mm-hmm. that uh, uh, that i think if if a person aspires to doing more to being more uh, then then the fear of failure has has to be overcome so a couple of examples um, mm-hmm time that I threw caution to the wind uh, was um, when I met my wife Um, and uh, it was was on the first date that I determined that we were going to get married and
3: I didn't even ask
2: I didn't even ask I just said we were Uh, and uh, if she were smarter she'd have probably said no but uh, but she didn't Uh, and I I am I am the blessed one in that Uh, and uh, there were more than a few obstacles uh, to uh, to us even getting married much less having a happy marriage but now uh, nearly 44 years later uh, we've been married and and uh, uh, are I am thrilled to to uh, to be able to uh, uh, to call myself her husband and she my wife.
1: Tony, um, I got to ask for clarification. Did you say you asked her to marry you on on the first date?
2: No, no, I didn't. I I oh, told okay. her we were going to get married on the first date.
1: Oh, you. <laughs> <laughs> well, great clarification. Oh, you told her you were going to get married on the first date. Oh my goodness! No,
3: no,
2: no she didn't necessarily say yes, but uh, uh, but yeah, we
1: it it came
2: up in conversation.
1: I see. Well, audience, that's quite an illustration of uh, overcoming a fear and and taking a risk. If I've ever heard one. <laughs> and, you
2: had and, another and example I'm, you wanted to share? <laughs> and, and and I'm I'm thrilled to say that, that uh that, that's uh the, the the best decision that I've ever made. Wow. Um so yeah, there's been a, a couple of other things on the uh, on the professional uh side uh in, in organizations uh, and uh, taking jobs, uh, th- there were career paths and, and there were career paths and, and the, the times that I chose to pursue something because I thought it was either the right thing to do or I thought it was either uh, a better fit for me or I thought it was going to be more mm-hmm. fun. Uh, Mm-hmm. Regardless, regardless of my apprehension, regardless of what the the organization said I, I should be doing, uh, I always was a little bit more successful at it. And and perhaps it's because uh, uh, I invested a little bit more in uh, of myself into into that success because I knew that I wanted to overcome the the uh, the risk and the inhibition that uh, that was associated with.
1: it. Mm. I see. So you would dive deeper. It sounds like when there was some risk and when there was some potential um, for it to not work out, or you know, even the fear of failure that would come up, you would dive even deeper into the effort.
2: Absolutely, and it kind of it kind of goes back to to core values. Uh, Did I try my hardest? And did
1: uh, have some fun beautiful, beautiful. Um, well, I see you as a trailblazer and someone who just as we discussed you know, who has taken risk, who you know didn't have to have a guarantee of exactly what's going to happen next in order to uh, take advantage of opportunities. I know you've helped leaders and organizations and both tangible and non-tangible ways. Um, in this show, I always, I always like to think of a snapshot of your life today. And when people see you today, they probably see you as blessed and accomplished, you know, having, a, having um, had such an impact in so many people's lives. You've alluded to already, but I expect that even you have had some steep heels from time to time, or you've had to overcome some major obstacles in your life. And my audience often tells me how much they are encouraged when my guests talk about their own personal walks through challenges or hardships. Is there a scenario or a circumstance when you faced a particular? Difficulty that you could Share and how you Got through that period
2: um, Yes perhaps a couple uh, And uh, first I would I'd, I'd like to, to uh, Reiterate something that you said About being blessed and accomplished uh, uh, I, I am Certainly blessed and the, the good Lord has, has gifted me With With uh, the both the, the uh, talents in and, and the, the help from some great people to to accomplish some some things uh, mm-hmm. but uh, but it's it's always been a team sport as far as as far as I was mm-hmm. concerned but let, let me let me mention a couple of a couple of uh, uh, examples of, uh, of things uh, that uh, that I've kind of had to overcome, um, mm-hmm. and w- one was a very, very short, uh, short-lived uh, event. But it was while I was still in uniform and on a deployment, and uh, the uh, the unit that I was commanding was working for uh, someone that uh, uh, that was, in my opinion, not necessarily a a model leader and mm-hmm. uh, and uh I had uh, the occasion to kind of go toe to toe with this not particularly model leader, and the outcome mm-hmm. uh wasn't necessarily positive uh, either for me mm-hmm. or for the or for the unit that uh, that i was uh, I was leading
3: mm-hmm. and
2: <clears throat> I became uh pretty disappointed and uh, and pretty moody over the outcome of, uh, of that engagement uh, perhaps not so much for myself but but more for the, the impact on the, on the unit and mm-hmm. it became visible uh, and mm-hmm. I was uh, uh, blessed by having a great uh, soldier who was one of my senior non-commissioned officers who took me outside and said, Colonel, you are messing up. Uh, the entire organization is looking for you to lead them. And when, uh, when you are down kicking rocks and feeling bad for yourself, they can't do their jobs. Uh, You've mm-hmm. got to pull yourself out of this uh, and, uh, and lead this organization so that we can get through this um and in the in the spirit of keeping this G rated uh I didn't use some <laughs> of the words that he that he mentioned to me <laughs> but I think you get the point
3: uh huh <laughs> uh
2: and uh, uh so uh I I did overcome that because because he shamed me into it. He forced me into it. He he demanded that I do my job. And as a leader, that job is to uh, is to not only be the standard bearer, but to be, mm-hmm. to help be the spirit of the organization, so that uh, they could believe that they could do everything that they were being asked to do. Wow! Big
3: lesson.
2: Big lesson, and one that I will I will never forget. Uh, and, and, and the other.
1: Well, let me ask this first. What, what um, was there? Was there anything in particular that caused you to snap out of it, or was it the way he talked with you? Is there anything you can identify in particular that shifted your focus?
2: It was uh, this man who looked me in the eye and uh and reminded me that my my first responsibility was not to myself but my first responsibility was to the soldiers that uh, that I was leading uh and
3: mm-hmm. I did
2: not have I did not have the uh, the luxury or he was not going to allow me the luxury to feel sorry for myself
1: Wow, I see. I see. Okay, that that must have been a sobering moment. <laughs> it, it
2: it was it was a, a sobering moment, but uh, at the same time, it uh, was uh, one of the one of the guiding principles for the for the next ten years in my uh, in my career in uniform. Hmm. Wow. Uh, the, the the important role that a leader plays that is not about skills uh, but it's about spirit.
1: Mm. Mm. Excellent. Thank you for sharing that. And mm-hmm. you had another scenario you wanted to share also.
2: Uh, I I did, and it was uh, much later in uh, in uh my career this this time as uh as an executive and it and it really had uh had to do with doing the right thing uh and mm-hmm. uh, and uh after a number of conversations with uh, um, with uh a boss about doing the right thing uh we came to an agreement that uh he wasn't interested in doing what i believed was was the appropriate right and moral thing to do mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. uh and so uh and so we parted ways and uh
3: mm-hmm.
2: that was both uh, uh scary and liberating at the at the same
1: time mm-hmm. wow Queer Where- when you say scary and liberating where you had um, I'm sure a lot on the line, if you will, but you had to I'm hearing you say you had to uh go with your moral principles.
2: Absolutely. Yes. And and, and it was it was the job on the line actually. Mm,
3: mm-hmm,
1: mhm. How did you get through that?
2: Um well, uh I would say that uh through the the love and support of my of my bride and some
3: mm-hmm.
2: prayer uh and some mm-hmm. prayer and some putting my head down and working hard to find another job. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you—you know—you mentioned prayer, and often my guests will talk about the role that faith plays in getting them through. Um, could you say a little more about that in terms of how prayer was helpful?
2: Um, I have a kind of an—I don't know if it's uh, interesting, but uh, in uh, a. a, a A personal challenge with uh, uh, with prayer, and in that, uh, there's lots of people, lots of situations that uh, that certainly need the Lord's help, uh, and I have already been very blessed, and so, Mm -hmm. uh, and so to ask for yet another blessing and more help for me when so many others need so much more is Mm -hmm. uh, uh, almost feels selfish. Uh, And, and Mm -hmm. so uh, I was uh, at a pretty low point. uh, And, and despite my belief that I shouldn't be asking for more help, I was asking for help.
1: Mm -hmm. And were you able to, kind of release the problem in prayer um, or feel a sense of it's going to work out through prayer. Um, Tell us a little more about that.
2: Absolutely. I mean, it's uh, uh, the ability to uh to give it to the lord uh is mm-hmm. is one of the uh, is one of the great uh the great blessings that uh, that we all have and yes. it doesn't necessarily make the the problem immediately go away but it certainly makes the anxiety go
1: away mhm mhm that is so true i I appreciate your underscoring that. Um, audience, for those of you who are not believers who are listening today and you are maybe facing similar challenges to what Tony described, but you don't know about the peace that can come through prayer or the release of the anxiety, I just really I just have to take a moment to invite you um, to seek to develop A relationship with the Lord Because Prayer can allow you To get through What may seem like The most insurmountable challenges Faith Can equip you To get through What seems like Insurmountable challenges Um, I mean And I say that From my own Personal experience And you're hearing uh, Tony give some Concrete specific examples From his walk um, Where prayer doesn't the problem immediately but it offers you relief um, the burden is, is uh, dropped so I think in fact <laughs> through prayer we can even find that path to our true potential what do you think Tony?
3: Uh, I think that
2: is the path <laughs> to, the, yeah. uh, to, to uh, achieving that, uh, that, that potential <laughs>
1: Amen. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Um, well, I thank you for just reminding us. And, and, you know, sometimes when one of us is going through a major challenge, we can feel lonely or like we're the only person who's ever faced the difficulty that's in front of us. But then just like you remind us, we've all had some highly stressful period or challenge and, particularly you're sharing how you persevered. I'm going to open up the phone lines in a moment as we continue to have our conversation, but I'd also be interested in hearing um, from your own experience. I mean, with the types of positions you've had, the kind of confidences I'm sure that you've kept, I know that... you have probably been asked for advice often, 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 probably personal advice. What would you say is one of the most common pieces of advice that you offer to someone who's facing a season of challenge? Just to our audience, what would you say you share most often?
2: I, I, I think that uh, the thing that one of the things that is that is is important uh is taking action and, and so mm-hmm. in, in a in a in a coaching and <clears throat> excuse me in a coaching kind of environment the uh the the, the questions revolve around in, in a in a given situation what could you do uh and then mm-hmm. Among all of the things that you could do, and one of which is to do nothing, I guess, and uh, Mm -hmm. and there are always a range of of other options, but then, you know, what would you be willing to do? Uh, And then Mm -hmm. from there, it's, well, what's stopping you from doing it? If this is what you could do to, to solve a problem, it's what you're willing to do to solve the problem, what's holding you back from working on solving the problem?
1: Mm-hmm. And, I like and, that. What's stopping you?
2: And, and oftentimes, at least in my, in my personal life, oftentimes the, the, the first action isn't necessarily the the, uh, the be-all, end-all solution, but at least it starts some movement in a direction that then can be adjusted uh, to uh, to become even uh, an even better solution to the problem.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Audience, sitting, I, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Tony. Uh,
2: but but sitting and being paralyzed to not do anything uh, is mm-hmm. is just that being being uh, paralyzed and miserable.
1: Hmm. I concur 100%. Just getting started. Even even in ways you can't see when you're sitting there staring at the problem, but once you begin to take the first few steps, doors and windows start to open. You you get clarity on course of action is. Um, you can choose between options. So I agree 100% Tony. This conversation I love, it's inspiring. Audience, I hope you are taking notes like I am. <laughs> and now it's your turn to get in on the conversation. I'm inviting you to call and tell us what's on your mind. Tell us the steps you're taking to reach your true potential or what pitfalls you've had to overcome. Call in right now with your comments or questions at 1 1- Six four six seven one six nine three nine seven. 646 716 9397 That's 1-646-716-9397. If you'd like to get in on our conversation, we'd love to hear from you. So, Tony, if we wait for any callers out there, I have a few more questions I'd love to ask you about. Okay. <laughs> um. What is one mistake you observe in your work as a coach um, or a consultant? What is one mistake that leaders make more frequently than others?
2: I believe that uh, not talking to people, It it is... uh, it is it sounds so fundamental, so rudimentary, uh, but, uh, but leaders not knowing, not talking to their people, not listening to their people, probably better said not, not communicating, both talking and mm-hmm. listening uh, to, to mm-hmm. their, uh, to their people uh, is, uh, it, it brings forward a, a whole host of, uh, of mistakes and misunderstandings and ill feelings and mission failures uh, just because leaders uh, fail to uh, go talk to the people that have to get the work done. Uh, mm-hmm. Go talk to the people who are responsible for the, for the mission, both to understand about, about the work, but, but much more deeply uh, to understand the people and what makes them tick uh, and, mm-hmm. uh, and how best to, to, to motivate them. Sometimes all, all it takes is just a demonstration of interest in subordinates as people. That's all mm-hmm. that's required to get an organization moving but it requires that communication and uh, it requires leaders to go do that.
1: Hmm. Well, that kind of ties right into what I was going to ask you next. Um, Essential early steps for leaders when they are trying to become more effective or more successful. Um, What what is something that you know you would find that you're suggesting often to them to begin with?
2: Um, to certainly, there is, if appropriate, a, a conversation about ego. Uh, <laughs> and and just because someone is put at the head of an organization, does it make him or her, infallible. Uh, yeah. And uh, and the other in, important conversation that that I have with with readers is uh, is about how they become successful, and they only become successful if their teams are. Successful and effective in accomplishing whatever task or mission they are given. It's Mm -hmm. it sounds it sounds fundamental, but but uh, but understanding and and believing that uh, not everyone is a um, is a water tumbler. uh, Understanding Mm -hmm. that uh, that. That the glass only gets filled if, if the team is bringing the water in,
3: mm-hmm. into
2: the into the glass uh, becomes mm-hmm. a pretty important uh, a pretty important consideration, and tends to focus the leader to the place that that the work gets done with the with the people.
1: Absolutely i I appreciate that um that idea about conversation about ego um and and truly the when people reach certain positions, that's when that insulation happens, and they kind of wall themselves off from the very people who have to bring the water to fill up the glasses, huh
2: <laughs> <This is> absolutely. <laughs>
1: I see that I see that also, and i i wonder I wonder if it's you know kind of a blind spot, or I wonder if leaders have you know some sense of who will get credit or what that's all about, but I think ego I think you answered it with you know in some cases some fragile ego, and it may be easier. To set yourself aside as an all-knowing uh, entity, rather than to show that you have room to learn, <laughs> even as the leader.
2: Absolutely. Um,
1: you know, I I'm imagining, you know, how you devise plans to help leaders to be open to grow and improve, and then for them to in turn, as you said, start to communicate better with their people, which in turn helps those people to, um, I, I would imagine, feel more confident and invest more of themselves, their gifts, strengths, passions, as we talked about before, into those organizations. Um okay. I think that leader is the pulse, if you will, of how well it's going to go. Even when um, staff or personnel in organizations come enthusiastic uh, with the experience and um, all of the skills needed, would you say something, Tony, to how individuals in organizations, the staff or the personnel, can pursue their true potential even if the organization is not led by an ideal leader?
2: Sure. Uh, first off, it, it, it's, it's harder to do by, by, mm-hmm. by a lot. Uh, mm-hmm.
3: one,
2: I, I believe that, that one of the key roles of a leader is to develop leaders Mm -hmm. But, but that said, uh, not everyone subscribes to that philosophy, nor do they, nor do they practice it. Uh, Mm -hmm. but every, every individual in, in an organization or every individual has, has, uh, dreams has potential and, uh, and has an obligation to themselves to try and, uh, do all that they can to, uh, to realize those, uh, those dreams to, to try and fill that glass to the, uh, to the fullest. Uh, and, mm-hmm.
3: uh,
2: and the, 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 the first part I believe is, is kind of an introspective look of what do I really want to become? Uh, and, uh, mm-hmm. What 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 is in the art of the possible, and and then what's one thing that I can do to start down that path, and Mm -hmm. and and the ultimate outcome may not be the 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 vision that uh, that you had uh, initially set up, but Mm -hmm. at least starting starting with uh, some aspiration and moving. At least a step in that right direction will start the momentum of personal growth and development that that may lead you away from an organization, may lead you down mm-hmm. a different career path, may lead you uh, to to become a leader. Uh, but it, it takes some some thinking, it takes some believing mm-hmm. in yourself, and then it takes the courage to to take just just one step, uh, which yeah, um, is is not coincidental that my company's name is First Step Coaching and Consulting because I believe uh-huh. that uh, that it's that first step that starts you on the path uh, to making a positive change.
1: I like that a lot, Tony, and <clears throat> I like that you said the courage to take the first step. Um, that's why I said earlier in my remarks that sometimes people can feel they missed the boat or they missed the window or they waited too long, and I believe as long as we're breathing, you know, you have the opportunity to to still take action steps toward um, more of your potential. Can you say a word about that in terms of you know the timing in life and? how you know you can get started wherever you are.
2: Uh, absolutely. Uh and I, I think the uh, I, I think you've de- described it pretty well but but it's important for all of us to, to remember that uh that we're only given today. <laughs> and and so that's the, the, the time the timing in life may just be today. And the first step may not get us all the way there, but but is gratifying to know that uh, that we took it. and every day that we don't think about or take a positive step is uh, is an opportunity for dawn and uh, mm-hmm. and those steps can be taken throughout uh, uh, throughout life. I mean.
3: Uh, Absolutely.
1: I I also I talked with the audience about because often people think about their potential with regard to their careers, but I think of the potential in your life and the range of of uh, dimensions from your relationships, your personal growth your finances, your fitness, all of those things, we can keep moving toward our true potential um, by, taking, by taking steps. Do you see potential as wide-ranging also, Tony?
2: Oh, my gosh, yes, absolutely. Uh, in fact, uh, one of the, the little coaching exercises that, uh, that I use is, is to have uh, a client uh, rate – him or herself uh, on the dimensions of how am I doing professionally, how am I doing financially, mm-hmm. how am I doing relationship wise how am I doing spiritually mm-hmm. uh, how how am I doing recreationally uh,
3: mm-hmm. because mm-hmm.
2: because we're we're all about lots of different elements and lots of different dimensions in our lives and and we may not be. The best in in all, or we may not be the best in, in any, but we can be mm-hmm. as good as we can be in, in all of them, and uh, and to the degree that that uh, we get satisfaction from uh, a variety of sources in our in our life, um, yes. it, it makes it makes for a uh, overall happier person, I believe.
1: I agree with that 100%. You and I are on the same page.
0: <laughs>
1: um, I'm going to give out the number again for anyone out there who may want to uh, give a quick call, make a comment, or ask a question. Um, our call-in line is 1-646-716-9397. You still have a few minutes if you would like to call and share a comment or a question. Tony, um what are you doing or what do you do for you to continue to grow as a leader? This is one of my best questions for you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, uh well in, in in my current professional capacity I'm uh I I am not much of a leader, uh but uh but I can lead people to uh, to help them understand uh, how they can become better leaders. So, in, in that respect, uh, I, I guess I do have a, a bit of a leadership role. Uh, and mm-hmm. the, the kinds of the kinds of things that, that I do are uh, are really developmentally oriented in in my coaching skills. And so
3: mm-hmm. learning
2: new techniques, uh, understanding uh, how the physiology of the brain works, uh, understanding uh, how assessments work, and being able to articulate those to, uh, to leaders and, and to be as good a coach as I can be uh, really helps others to lead. And so my, my influence is, is a bit handed. And so uh, what, what I do professionally is uh, to try to hone and develop my, my coaching skills uh, to the maximum mm-hmm. extent possible.
1: Okay. Okay. Are you in, enjoying being a coach as much as I am? I know we've talked about it some. Is it work that you enjoy a lot?
2: It, it is work that I absolutely enjoy and uh it is uh, among the most professionally rewarding things that I've been associated with
3: in my in my career
1: oh amen i agree same with me um, well on a whole another uh note and you have emphasized that over your uh, over your work life even before your work life when you were in school you carved out or made a place for fun always um so tell us something that is fun thing that's on your bucket list that you haven't done yet. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh well something that that we do routine routinely and recurringly is uh in, enjoy our family. Uh and so uh-huh. uh have, having fun with the with the grandkids is is among the most rewarding and enjoyable things that uh, that we do. Uh, but we also uh, really love to travel, and so uh, it's oftentimes things in our bucket list. But uh, but it's uh, uh, it is places on our bucket list, and so uh, on the near term horizon is some whale watching and kayaking in Nova Scotia, and in, in the future is is uh, exploring. Uh, some, uh, some of my uh, ancestors in in Italy, and in the uh, in the in between time, it's uh, being uh, with my bride as she explores her very extensive list of ancestry uh, ancestors that uh, that she has uncovered through her genealogical research. And so we Ooh, wow. we, we, we kind of keep ourselves uh we kind of keep ourselves busy and uh, uh and uh, uh stay off the streets and out of the pool halls
1: <laughs> Sounds great. We have a call um from my favorite caller actually. <laughs> um caller at 703-887 prefix. Press 1 and you're on live with us.
0: Good afternoon.
1: Good afternoon. Good afternoon.
0: <laughs> Coach Emilio, good afternoon. This is Richard Spike-Jones. How are you? I'm doing well, Spike. How are you, sir? I am well. <laughs> Even better after listening to you and Coach Linda's uh, show for the last hour or so. I've been inspired and uh, just just truly, truly just um uh, I'm steadfast now on a lot of things that I have uh, come to know over the years about, you know, being a leader, about my faith, and so forth. Thank you so much for sharing, and also want to thank you for what you you did to help me when I was working with the Army Audit Agency and helping you and the rest of the general staff and the the secretary staff and the secretary to make more informed decisions about. Uh, about the Army, you you were such a great leader. You inspired us in the Army Audit Agency, and I and I want to thank you for that. Well, Spike, thank you so very
2: much, and and uh, I I always relied on on your sound counsel and judgment to to make sure that uh, that we were pointing our organizations in the in in the right direction and and doing right by the by the Army, and so we are. Uh, absolutely a uh, mutual
0: admiration society here but <laughs> well, thank you very much sir. Thank you very much um in, in your in your 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 first step coaching and consulting business uh you might have answered this already before but but where where do you see most executives now in terms of of trying to to make that greater leap to to become better leaders and executives um
2: you know it's it's interesting and something that that I wouldn't necessarily have have thought I would find but uh, uh, but there are oftentimes crises of confidence e- even mm-hmm. among
3: mm-hmm. even
2: among very successful executives uh, mm-hmm. uh, they are inhibited by by their own sense of uh doubt about their yeah. uh, about their abilities and uh mm-hmm. I, I uh it, it it is really kind of brought home the my thinking on uh on fear of failure and uh mm-hmm. and the the need to just uh just try and just, try. Uh, mm-hmm. just take a just take a step and and uh, it will lead to other things
0: okay great great mm-hmm. i really really admire your 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 comments about working hard but but having fun at doing it as well i think that is mm-hmm. that is a great great uh attitude of mine to have because if you put more mm-hmm. into it and as you said uh put more into it to help to um overcome some of the potential risk um i i found that success is 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 even better attained uh doing that so Thank you very much. I don't want to take more of your time. Other callers may want to call. in. thank you again. Thank, Goodbye. Thank, thank you, Spike.
1: Thanks, hon. Any other callers out there, the lines are open at one six four six seven one six nine three nine seven. 646 716 9397 While um, we have a few more minutes on the line, uh, Tony, would you give us your website for uh, folks out there who may want to connect with you and your work so that they sure. can note it.
2: Sure. Thank you very much. Uh, the, it is uh, uh, www.first F-I-R-S-T
3: dash mm-hmm.
2: step S-T-E-P dash mm-hmm. coaching dot com. First dash
1: step dash coaching dot com. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, those of you out there who are looking for a an impactful executive coach, uh, remember Tony Stamilio. Um, you will also be able to contact me for follow-up if you didn't get that website. Um, Tony, it, it is such a pleasure just to have a chance with, to visit with you on the radio and also to just let... Um, people who may be outside of your um, area, or people that you may not come in contact with, who make up our audience, to let them hear your uh, impactful insights and uh, your tried and true experience on things that are helpful, um, as we try to, we all try to reach our true potential. So, thank you so so much. Um, well, Lydia,
2: it's, okay. been, it's been my pleasure to, uh, to be able to, to participate. This has been uh, great fun, and I, uh, I hope that uh, it is, uh, uh, it's been valuable for someone. But um, my relationship w- with you has been extremely valuable to me.
3: Well,
1: bless. Let me, let me just give you a chance to say a parting word, if you would like, with our listeners regarding today's topic or anything else you might want to share.
2: Oh, my gracious. Um, um, Mm -hmm. uh, uh,
3: I think the the
2: parting words are the starting words. Uh, It's Mm -hmm. it's all about uh, uh, taking the first step to make a a positive change and and having some fun along the way. Uh, uh, I think those two things go hand in hand.
1: Mm -hmm. Beautifully said. Well, audience, you have um, heard it from uh, what I call a true expert and trailblazer. Um, I believe that with all that you've heard today, you will be nudged or inspired to pursue reaching your true potential. I'm certain the journey of uh, pursuing your true potential will leave your life more enriched and blessed. Ladies out there, if you're ready to give yourself some self-care, and just a, a carve out some time that you can um, be in a safe, supportive environment to consider your next steps in life. Join me and a small group of women for six steps to self-renewal. It is a six-week women's coaching group, and the next group will begin in early September. We will meet virtually So all you have to do is have um, a phone line. I'd love for you to join us. Just go to my website, www.LindaStevensJones.com. That's Linda Stevens Jones. I'm a Stevens with a PH. (laughs) Reach out at my website through my contact button for more information on six steps to self-renewal before August 30th. Enjoy the rest of your August. As you know, we only broadcast on the first and third Tuesday, so we will see you again in September. Our next show is scheduled for Tuesday, September 5th, right here at 12 noon Eastern. Until next time, stay blessed.